Blog Talk Radio. Bye. 
Good afternoon, evening, or good afternoon, everyone. This is Jeannie. I was trying to talk into my phone at the same time to see if y'all could hear me. Um, I just want to welcome each and every one and just say thank you for taking your time to be with me tonight. It's such an honor to get to be a part of your lives in this way and to get to pray with you and to hear your testimonies and and, uh, always know that the things that you share are just as valuable as the things that I share and uh, I want you to know that I appreciate you guys when you give your testimonies, when you share what God has been telling you and showing you. Uh, that is just all so invaluable, just so wonderful. Let me turn my phone off here. There you go. Um, I want to talk to you all a little bit. Oh, it didn't turn off. Hold on. There. Talk to you all a little bit tonight. Um, my thoughts have been a little all over the place with this because it's such a huge subject, but uh, I went to a meeting oh, yesterday. A special speaker was in uh, was in Winsboro and went up to Sulphur Springs and heard him, and it just it really resonated with me. It really rang with my heart, and and God has has talked to me some about that in the last couple of days. Like, we must live by truth and not by facts. You know, all of us, we have needs in our life. I'm no different. I mean, we have needs in our life. And I get focused on on bills, get focused on things going on with the cattle and the horses and the breeding and and vet things that are going on and uh, trying to get things finished with the property here and wanting to put out flowers and stuff with the heat and, you know, just all sorts of things. Uh, And I get focused on that. And, I mean, me too. You know, at times I get to pray and it's like, Lord, what do I do about this? And, Lord, what do I do about that? And, God, how do I I raise the funds or how do I get the funds to complete this and that? And God cares about all that. He totally does. I mean, he is involved in every part of our life. You know, he knows. Nothing takes him by surprise. He knows. But I also realize it's like, Lord, you know, God put us here to touch other people. You know, it is not just about ourselves in our life. You know, you hear it said, and it's true, that the gifts that God puts in our life, they're for, they're for others. You know, the gift of prophecy, the gift of healing, the gift of uh, tongues and interpretation, all of those things, the gifts that are within our lives, they're for touching others. They're not for, for puffing us up. They're not for, you know, us gaining knowledge on our own. They're for touching the lives of others. And yes, we do reap benefits from serving God and from uh, from the things that he shows us. You know, the, the just like with Randy, when God shows him things that are revelatory, you know, he too uh, 
gains from that understanding, not necessarily monetarily, but he gains from that understanding and that peace and, and just kind of knowing what's coming. And God helps him to prepare and helps him to understand what he's seeing in this world. But God gives him those things to speak out and for others and to help others and to help the body of Christ and to help others to believe. You know, it, it says that, uh, that that tongues interpretation, it, it's for those, you know, unless it's interpreted, it doesn't help anyone. But it helps people to believe. When people hear it, it helps people believe. Now, I know that this day and time, there's a lot of teaching against tongues and people that don't understand, they think it passed away with the apostles and things like that. But that, that's another subject for another time. But I want to read a few scriptures and the Lord just really, it just seemed like scripture after scripture kept bubbling up in my heart with all of this. And it says in the, in James 1, 3, 4, it says, Knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. In John sixteen thirty three, it says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Second Corinthians 5, 7 says, For we walk by faith, not by sight. You know, we look at the things that Jesus went through, that he went through betrayal. He was lied about. He was accused. They wanted to kill him, ultimately did. But, I mean, they wanted to throw him off the mountain at time because it was time they couldn't. He was constantly called, uh, you know, that he was doing the works of the devil. You know, that he was a heretic, that he was... Uh, that he was anything but the Lord. You know, he just had one betrayal after the other, one after the other, accusing him, calling him a liar, calling him a, uh, you know, calling him an idolater and, and just everything else. I mean, it was just one thing behind the next. That Jesus just went through disappointment. You know, he went through all of the things that we go through. And that's why he's touched with compassion by the things we go through. That's why he understands. It's because he himself went through it. Let me pull up this other scripture that was really on my heart. Yeah, in First Peter 1, 7, it says, That the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found under praise in honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. You know, I've told you all this story before, that back, and it's been a number of years ago now, and it actually, the, the total duration of it was about 20 years, sad to say. I wish I had learned quicker, but I went through uh, about 20 years of affliction that was a, 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 that, that was a spirit of infirmity. And, and it was a horrendous time, I'll be honest. I was in and out of uh, the ICU a lot. It, it was like, you know, it, it was just like everything would set it off and I would have trouble breathing and things like that. Uh, my throat would swell shut or would try to swell shut. Um, 
would be sick for weeks at a time, you know, and then it would pass and things like that. And and uh, it was during that time that I met Randy. I think I met Randy in 2007, and at that time David Salinas was helping him, you know, was doing the praise and worship at some of the meetings. So anointed. Oh, my gosh. The first meeting I was ever in, David and Randy both were there. And the anointing was so heavy, you could cut it with a knife. I, I remember it was like it would be so heavy at times you almost couldn't stand. But I remember him praying for me. And, of course, he knew none of that. I didn't talk to him previous. He'd, uh, I can't remember if he called me up or if I just went up for prayer. Honestly, I don't remember now. But I remember he said, the Lord doesn't want to deliver you. And I remember my heart just sank to my toes. Because I was going through so much. And he said he wants you to walk on water. And I thought to myself, what does that even mean? How do do I walk on water in this situation? When I can't do anything. When I'm so inhibited from the things that I love to do. And just life. That that, that it, it was like... It was totally debilitating in so many ways, and the expense and the cost of it, uh, and the fear that set in during that time, because I never knew what would set it off. Sometimes it'd be nothing, but he was talking about the Lord doing a greater work in me during that time. Because during that time, I was seeking God and worshiping God with all that was within me. Desperate. Desperate to hear from God. Desperate to know if I was even going to survive. And I remember one time even having a dream. It was like a big tic-tac-toe game almost, except in each of the squares, there were snakes. And I was stepping through that, tiptoeing, trying to get through it and not get bit. And I had gotten almost through it, and on the very last square, I had gotten kind of cocky. And it was like, I'm just going to touch this snake's tail or something like that. Because I was like, I've got through this thing. I've gotten through it. It was the very last square. And as I went to, to just touch that snake, it bit me. And as I stepped out of that tic-tac-toe drink, uh, game, and I looked up like into the heavens, and I said, God, is this going to kill me? God, is this going to kill me? And that was all of the dream. But see, during those years, I had some of the most dynamic and amazing encounters with God. I remember Mary John, that was a prophetic voice in Longview. One time she told me she's in heaven now. She was so prophetic. It was just amazing. You know, not know a thing about you and just read your mail. And she told me one time, she said, it's like you're having personal conversations with God. And she said, they're not really. She said, but it it seems that way. 
But I can remember during that time, God showing me things, mostly in dreams. And I think a lot of it was because my mind was in such torment. My mind was so busy that I couldn't, I couldn't hear him. See, nowadays it's like I have less, it's like I have less dreams from the Lord, but I hear him better. But back at that time, that was about the only time the Lord could really speak to me good is to put me to sleep and let me sleep. And during during that quietness of that time, then he would speak to my heart and speak to my spirit through dreams. And you remember them quite well, or, or I did. I would write them down later, but, you know, pictures like that you do seem to remember. But I remember the dreams, and, the, and it was like, it was often. I mean, it was a lot. The dreams of his protection and the dreams of him showing me things that were to come. Uh, there were things he would show me in churches, you know, that when we were, because God has always has moved us around for, for years. But, it, like, God would show me things that were going on in churches. He would show that there were times he would show me that how God wanted to visit certain churches, but they wouldn't allow him to. And um, I remember one time he showed rolling up the power cord and and uh, and show and, and us hanging it up, hanging up the saddle and moving on. And just so many things God did. And I can remember one time asleep and dreaming. And, uh, I, well, I wasn't dreaming. I was asleep and I was just fixing to wake up. You know, like that those moments between being awake and being asleep. And I could hear someone singing. And as I'm still kind of asleep, I'm thinking, you know, I haven't even opened my eyes yet. And I'm thinking, did the radio come on or something like that? I'm thinking, who is singing? What is that singing? And then, and as my, as I came to my senses some and I could, and I listened, I thought, oh my gosh, that's my voice. That's me. And then I popped up wide, like wide awake and I thought, oh my gosh, my spirit was singing. And I realized I knew what it was, that in my sleep, my spirit was singing to the Lord. My spirit was. And that was an amazing thing to me. I've heard of other people that have had that happen, but it it was mind-boggling to me. It was like, oh, my gosh, it it was an amazing revelation that though my body was asleep and resting, my spirit was singing to the Lord, and God allowed me to hear it. He allowed me to hear it. But see, this was just as things were going on that weren't good in the natural in my life, the amazing work that God was doing. I remember one time I I used to sleep on the, and I still sleep on the couch a lot, to be honest. It's just like I can sleep better on the couch than I can in the bed. But I would sleep on the couch a lot because I could prop up more from my breathing at that time and all. But I remember falling asleep on the couch and having a dream about laying hands on young people and praying for them and encouraging them how to pray for others. And then after I had prayed for the young people, then the Lord having me pray for the older folk. And when I woke up, I woke up speaking in tongues. I was I was speaking in tongues as I woke up. And I thought that was incredible. I've heard, I know, uh, I had heard that Mary John used to do that a lot, that in her sleep, that she would be 
sleeping and speaking in tongues in her sleep. But it, that was a first for me to wake up speaking in tongues. But he was just showing me what he had for me. And in the middle of all the tribulation, in the middle of all the suffering, in the middle of all the fear, being in and out of the hospital, being sick for weeks at a time. And when I say weeks, I mean like eight weeks at a time. A lot of times it'd be six, seven, eight weeks at a time that I'd be sick. But God was showing me what he had for me. And kept encouraging me with that. And of course, during that time, I was calling into Randy's program. And uh, some of this was before Blog Talk. There wasn't a Blog Talk early on. But, you know, I would go to his meetings when he would come through. And, and uh, you know, I was hunting encouragement anywhere I could find it. And almost no one knew what I was going through because I didn't tell people. I didn't even tell my family because I didn't want people speaking out things that could be detrimental to me. And I didn't want them speaking out things that might would try to embed itself in my spirit. But see, God was working a greater glory. And so often when we're going through wonderful times, which is awesome, we all love those, we don't always have the growth in the Lord that we do when we're going through difficult times because we tend, you know, human nature, we tend to, to run to God more Pray more, seek God more when we're going through times that can be difficult to endure. It says in John fifteen twenty, it says, Remember the word that I said unto you, the servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they kept my word, if they kept my word, they will keep your word also. And I love the scripture. It said, if you continue in my word, then you are my disciples indeed. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. It says in 2 Corinthians 4, For our light affliction, which is but for a moment. I guarantee you 20 years didn't seem like a moment. But you know what, during that, I'll go back to that scripture. I remember during that time, now Julie usually didn't come with Randy to the meetings. It was very rare for Julie to be there. But there was a meeting in Longview, and it was during a time that I was having so much trouble. And anyhow, Julie was up front with Randy, and and I can't remember if it was after the meeting that I went up, maybe for prayer or something. I, I don't remember all the little details. But I remember Julie being up there and going up, and um, I, I think when I started, anyhow, I remember I started, big tears started to run down my face for a minute as I was asking for prayer, because most people just, they wouldn't have understood what was going on. But Julie, strictly by the Spirit, because she didn't, she didn't know me at all, she said, the day's going to come that you're going to be thankful for these things that you've gone through. And I couldn't imagine that. I thought, how could I ever be thankful for this? 
But see, God was faithful and he did deliver me. Despite myself, I was seeking him. I was searching for him. But despite the fear, despite the at times just all but losing hope. You know, the word talks about hoping against hope. Sometimes when it seems like there's no hope, you hang on to every ounce of hope that you can find, that you can dream, that you can possibly find anywhere. But see, now I can look back because God did deliver me. I've been delivered for 13 years, and it's been so wonderful. And I'll be honest, you guys, it's taken most of those years for the fear that had embedded there during that time to slowly be broken off and washed away. It's taken most of that time. It was, I know most people, they think, well, when you got delivered, weren't you instantly free? Oh, no. Because during all of those times, I had learned how to be sick. I had learned to watch for stuff and to be careful of this and be careful of that. You know, and it took years, years and years to that if I got a stuffy nose or a little runny nose or something like that, that I didn't just all but panic. Or that I wasn't afraid to get out and mow the yard and get covered in dust or to walk into a store that had potpourri everywhere. Because there had been a time, within a few hours, I'd be in the ICU. Now I get out here and I mow this. <laughs> it takes me about three, three and a half hours to mow the part that I mow with the lawnmower. And I mean, be covered from dust to one end to the other. I don't even give it a second thought. Come in, take a shower and forget about it. And it's so wonderful. It's so wonderful. But I wouldn't take anything for those experiences I had with God. Those times that were so supernatural. Because he was preparing me for now. And even the things that are to come and the songs that I wrote during those times. Because I was spending so much time in worship. And I and I had to admit, you know, during this move and all of this, I've not spent as much time in worship. I've not spent as much time at the keyboard. You know, I still, when I come to the keyboard, I feel his presence. And I do have some more songs to record because that is God's will. That's his will for my life. A part of it, to record, write songs, record songs that other people can sing and, and will glorify him. But some of the things were just, like I said, they were so incredibly supernatural. And I still remember one morning I woke up. And the instant I woke up, I could feel God's arms wrapped around me. And it was such an exhilarating feeling of perfect, and I mean perfect peace. That I didn't have a care in the world. I would love to have that feeling again. I've only had that happen at one time. And it was such a supernatural feeling. It wasn't a think happy thoughts kind of thing. It was the moment I woke up. 
I felt like I was literally in just being held in God's bosom and that I was so protected and that I was so loved and that I was so surrounded by him that it was almost the feeling you have when you're a little child and your mama's holding you or you're you know, in the lap of a parent that you totally trust and just just that sense of complete safety. And I remember giggling, just squirming and giggling and like, this feels so good. I feel so safe. I feel so loved. I feel so kept. You know, you see those little babies, they just, They'll be on daddy's shoulder or mama's shoulder and just sound asleep, just dead to the world, just, you know, can't even wake them up. And they, because they're just so at peace, they're so, so trusting, just so innocent, just so kept in, in mom's love or in their arms. And it was that kind of feeling and it was totally a supernatural thing. And I didn't even want to get up that morning. I just wanted to soak in Daddy's love. I didn't pray at that time. I don't think. I don't remember. I didn't. I didn't do anything but just snuggle up and just think, Lord, I just want to enjoy every second of this. And it seemed like I remember laying there about thirty minutes, just just experiencing God's love. And then I got up and went about my day. And, and of course, once I get out, got up and went about my day, it was like, you know, the feeling kind of left. But it didn't change the fact that I had experienced that. And it's one of the most amazing things I've ever felt in my life. But, you know, we go through things. And sometimes we get so focused on what our plans are and what our dreams are and what we're trying to get accomplished. And that's natural. Like I said, we have bills to pay. We have things that have to be done. But sometimes we have to remember that we're here for a purpose and that God's, you know, God's plan is what really matters. We're going to go through things because he wants to grow us and learn us and, and, uh, teach us and, and wants our patience to be grown and our faith to be stretched and our uh, our tenacity to hang on. All of those things are being developed. But you know, every now and then we just have to say, God, what are you what are you wanting me to do? Who are you want me to touch? You know, and just consider that the Lord went through all of this stuff, all of these things that we go through. You know, sometimes it's real easy, honestly, to get very self-focused on, well, Lord, they did this to me and they did that to me. And, well, God, you know, you know, they betrayed me and they lied about me and to want to sometimes take up for ourselves and, you know, and there may be times that the Lord tells you to speak, you know, speak truth. I know in many cases the Lord said nothing, but there were times that God, that Jesus did speak up and said, you're of your father, the devil. 
You know, there was times he spoke up to him. But I know God is doing, it's, he's doing greater things in us. And sometimes it can be really hard walking those paths and walking that out. And glory to God, the people that go through things and they come out on the other side in just a, a few weeks or a few months or a few days or a year or two, wonderful for them. And there's been things I've, you know, there's been things that I have walked through that God certainly brought me through them really quick. But I have to say the biggest trial of my life, it was 20 years. And sometimes I look back and I think, Lord, I lost. In a sense, you know, I say, Lord, I lost some of the most prime years of my life. But, you know, that's not entirely true because it's during those years that I really grew in him and sought him and found him and got over myself a whole lot. You know, God wants to bring us forth in the things that that he has purposed for us. And it's not always comfortable. It doesn't always align with our timelines and our our plans. You know, my uh, my husband's nephew and his wife, the ones that lost their, their son here a few weeks ago that was 15 that passed away with heart problems. Uh, they've never even been around me very much, to be honest, because they used to live up around Dallas. Wasn't around them much. But I can tell that Penny, it's like I can tell she's drawn to me some. She has reached out a little bit, just in a sense, you know. But they had invited us over this coming Saturday. They're they're going to a little Baptist church. And uh, anyhow, they knew that we played music and stuff. They invited us to do a potluck and uh, uh, to bring instruments. And some of their praise team was going to come to their house. And, you know, I was thinking, like, oh, gosh, I got horse stuff I need to tend to. We've got things going on, you know. And at first, Hollis and I, neither one, were like, oh, gosh, I don't know. I had told her we would. And. And then he's got surgery coming up and some various things. I'm like, uh, you know, he said, I just don't know. You know, he was like, maybe we need to cancel. And at first I was like, yeah, I just, you know, I've got too much going on for us to run down there. But I, even today as I came in here and I was worshiping and they crossed my mind and I and I honestly felt it was like that maybe there's a bigger purpose to this that this sweet little couple that has lost their son. And I have sensed them like wanting to be around us. That God's wanting to do something more there. So I went there a while ago and I told Hollis, I said, don't, don't contact Curtis and cancel. I said, I think God may want us to go to this. You know, sometimes it's just being willing you know, just being willing for what God wants to do. So anyhow, I have talked a long time tonight, longer than I normally do. I've got a few more scriptures, but I will save those for another time. Um, let me play a little quick song and write down some numbers, and then we'll start taking callers.
you Lord that you are our first love and Lord we love you so much and God we want we want to follow you Lord we want to grow and and mature and become the body of Christ the sons and daughters of God that Lord that the earth longs to come forth Lord that you long for us to come forth in boldness and in power and, and Lord a light shining for you Lord, to see deliverance and healing and, and Lord, many come to Christ in these days. Lord, we just thank you for your love. Lord, we thank you for, Lord, your patience with us, your mercy, your grace, your kindness towards us. Lord, we just ask that you 
reveal, continue to reveal yourself to us. And, Lord, that we would have eyes to see and ears to hear what the Spirit says. Lord, let us miss nothing that you have for us. Lord, we love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. First caller here is 502-548. Hey, Greg. What's up, Janie? What's up? <laughs> well, What's up? What's up with you, boy? <laughs> On my way to meet my daughter for a late dinner. Oh, okay. Well, that's 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 good. That's a good thing. I didn't know yeah. as long as you had a daughter. I knew you had. Uh, I thought you had had two sons, and I think last week you said that you had a son and a daughter. So that's yeah, neat. Twenty-five year old, twenty-five year old daughter, thirty-year-old son. The daughter is a travel nurse, and she's been working in Chicago, so I only see her every two or three weeks or four. Uh-huh. So I take advantage. She she calls or texts, and it's like, hey, you want to meet us for dinner at 9? I'm like, my mind says, I do not want to eat dinner at 9, but <laughs> I want to see my daughter. Right. So sometimes you just make exceptions and do what's the right thing, I guess. Eat a snack, yeah. eat earlier, and then eat a snack then, or something, whatever. Or eat a snack early and then eat a meal. Yeah, I'm like you though. I don't, I don't like most time by nine o'clock. I'm doing fighting to stay awake. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But anyhow, we'll enjoy your evening with her. Enjoy the meal and good, good, good visitation time. All right. Yes, ma'am. Well, let's pray for you. Father, I thank you for Greg, and Father, I thank you for things that are unfolding, Lord, that, you're un- that you are and are going to be unfolding things. Uh, I see it almost, Greg, like a, a, like a package. You know how those packages, those uh, used to they were like oh, brown paper packages. You know, you get things in the mail, and they'd be in a brown paper package, and they would, you know, now everything's mm-hmm. in a box. But back used to everything you got stuff was in the brown paper that they would wrap stuff in, and I just see it like opening, you know, like you opening stuff. God unfolding things, you know, because it comes off like a, a a layer at a time as you're un, un, unwrapping it. But I just it's like I just sense in my spirit like things unfolding, but unfolding in the sense of a revealing, you know, just like when you open those packages that you used to get that you take the tape off and you start opening that package up. But I see it, it being uh, like revelation coming to you and understanding coming to you in many ways. But I think it will be natural things as well. That uh, it's not just going to be understanding and revelation. But I just see like that's, that's really what I'm getting is things unfolding before you and for you. And I, this is not, uh, I do not get the sense of one thing. I think this is more than one thing. Um but Father, I just thank you for Greg, Lord, that you you are not only unfolding things before him and in his life, Lord, you're unfolding it in revelation and understanding, uh, Lord, that some things that uh, maybe some things that he's been praying for, beginning to see the manifestation of those, but also the 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 pieces coming together, uh, bits and pieces coming together in some areas for his life, uh, some things. Some things maybe a matter of prayer and some things just part of your life. Because sometimes your prayers are for other people's lives and sometimes your prayers are for your own life. But I see some things starting to come together and some things unfolding, which would be 
seeing the beginnings of it. You know, not necessarily some things actually come together, but other things is like, okay, I see something happening here. I see, uh, I see the beginnings of of like, okay, this. I see something. I see God moving. I see some evidence of things coming forward. So, Father, I just thank you, Lord, for working in Greg's life and in the life of his loved ones, Lord, those things that he has prayed about, those people that he has prayed for, Lord, the things that surround his life and the things that that he loves. Lord, for those things that concern us, concern you, Lord, you care about what concerns us, in other words. And, Father, I just speak your love over Greg and, Lord, wholeness over his life, Lord, completeness. Lord, completeness, nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lost, a completeness and a wholeness over his life, Lord, uh, and a satisfaction over his life, Lord. Father, I thank you, Lord, for increasing him. Did you say, you did say that you, a job thing, a job, applying for a job somewhere, just say something about your job. Yeah, I I didn't, I mean, I've, been working for the same place for about six months and there were some yeah. sketchy times a lot better but i interviewed with the company a couple of weeks ago and they're supposed to get a list of stuff together that they wanted to talk to me about i had two interviews one with the owner of the company and i haven't heard from them but i'm not i'm yeah. fretting it you know i was praying it's just like something like a prick to my spirit it's just like a, a sense something about something about your job and I, it seems like ever since I have known you through blog talk that I have always gotten stuff about your job. Um, yeah. It seems like that has always been kind of in the forefront of a lot of it is things about your job. So, But it just seemed like that I, it's just something like pricked in my heart, pricked in my spirit about your job. Uh, and that's when I remembered it's like, no, you said something about it. But um, anyhow, God knows. God knows that it's, it's, it's like yep. I'm sensing something uh, – I don't know what, I'm just sensing something that, that God in the middle, God in the midst, something, maybe some changes with your job. So, Lord, I just thank you for Greg. And, Lord, I thank you, Lord, that you are continually perfecting. Lord, that you are the, the, the author and the finisher of our faith. But, Lord, that you are continually perfecting things in Greg's life. And, Lord, that you are taking him from glory to glory, Lord, you're building upon his faith, and Lord, that you are still yet positioning him uh, for the days ahead, Lord, and, and I just thank you, Father, for moving in his children's life, Lord, and, and Lord, working to bring them to a greater knowledge of Christ and a greater revelation of Christ. Father, we thank you that love never fails. Love never fails, and Lord, that they would recognize, would sense, and would feel your great love for them. Lord, and just have a a revelation encounter, Lord, of you. Father, we thank you for protecting them and keeping them and surrounding them with the angels. Lord, let them see your hand at work in their lives. And let them recognize it. Not only to see it, because sometimes we see things, but we don't perceive what's going on. We don't recognize. Sometimes we don't recognize what we're hearing, and we don't recognize what we're seeing. But, Father, let them not only see, but to recognize your hand at work in their lives. In Jesus' precious name, amen. 
But anything, I'm not sure what. Go ahead. I'm not sure what it is with the job stuff at any given time. Sometimes more pressing stuff, but right now I'm kind of pretty chill. I mean, the guy that owns the company is a small family-owned company. Uh-huh. Yeah, went to a spell where he was pretty crappy to everybody. It was it was pretty tense, but like up quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean that may not be what I'm supposed to do. What I'm sensing, feeling, may not be necessarily a job change. I don't know. I just know that seems to be an area that God uh, speaks to me about, or is like deals with me about with you. It seems a lot of times it seems to to uh, circle around your job and things like that. So I don't know. I'm sure there's (laughs) something to that. Yeah, uh, only God knows. Yeah, was there anything you wanted to, to share tonight or anything in particular you were wanting prayer about? Um, no. Um other than you know, I'm meeting my daughter and the last time we had dinner I did kinda lightly witness to her. I mean I certainly brought some stuff up that was on my heart. Um but to the door and gives me the words, I'm I'll sure do it again. Yeah. You know, I just believe that God's God's working in those areas and giving you wisdom on how to share and when to share and uh, just letting her see God working in your life. You know, sometimes it's just the witness of our own lives that has as much impact as anything. So that's great. I'm glad you're getting to see her tonight. Me too. Yep, that's me. All right. Well, anything else you wanted to to share before I move on? No, I'll let you get on, and I'm going to run and meet her here in a bit. So appreciate his good word, and always good to talk to you. No, good to talk to you, too. Okay, well, have fun tonight, and be safe. Thank you. You're welcome. Good night. Eight two eight nine eight nine. How's Miss Jennifer? Hey Jeannie, I'm good. 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 So, anything on your heart tonight you're wanting to share or talk about tonight in particular? Um, no. Just I, I, I was just really curious to hear what you had to preach about tonight, since the last several weeks they've been like spot on with what's going on in my life. <laughs> <laughs> really excited about that. You seemed always, you know, right there. Yeah, I seemed like and I kind of deviated a little bit from what I actually had started to plan, but, you know, sometimes you just go with what bubbles up, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Um, and just really, God really talking to me about us staying focused on His His plans for us and, and not losing, you know, not losing sight of really what we're here for, you know, not losing sight of that we're going to go through some things, but keeping our focus on him. Um, mm, yes. In the Seems middle of what he's speaking to me. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, let's pray for you, girl. Father, thank you for Jennifer, and Father, thank you, Lord, for for the light. It just seemed like I said, hear the light, for the light. 
And Father, thank you, Lord, for showing her and continuing to show her, Lord, what is the most important, what is the true treasures in life. Lord, even as with Mary and Martha when Jesus was there and one was busy working in the kitchen and preparing food and things and the other was sitting at Jesus' feet. And Jesus, he said, and I'm trying to remember which one was which, but Jesus said, said, you know, Martha has chosen the, she has chosen the greater thing, the greater thing of sitting at his feet, partaking of him, listening to him, worshiping him. And even though there was there was the task there to cook and to prepare the meal and to clean up behind you know others and things like that that there was those natural things that the main thing was him the main thing was worshiping him the main thing was was soaking up all that he had to teach and to give and just Enjoying those that moment, enjoying that time of being in His presence. And I sense so much of that with you, that God has done so much with you. But it's it's like I see a, a like the light going on, you know, like the light turning on of really all the more uh, understanding true treasures, what true treasures are in your life. You know, of some things, sometimes there are things that, that don't necessarily seem like they're a treasure. As I was telling earlier, there were there were things I was going through before that it was like the experiences were hard. But there were true treasures reaped in that time. There were, I partook of treasures of God I partook, there were things developed in my heart and in my life that are treasures to me now, that were even treasures to me then, that are treasures to God that he pulled out and he brought out and he revealed and he developed. Some things are there, but they have to be developed. They have to be uncovered. They have to be matured. They have to be revealed. And that the Lord, and I've sent it in your life, for your life, and God has done a lot of that, I know, but he's not finished. And I think there's some things that maybe you haven't recognized as treasures that you're going to, you're going to see as treasures. I think that's when, when I first started to pray, the light, the light, God turning on the light in some areas and, and seeing treasures that maybe didn't appear as treasures before, but seeing it and understanding it and finding it, digging out the treasures that are, are in situations that maybe aren't even always enjoyable to go through or enjoyable to deal with because the treasures are seldom just laid on top of the ground, you know, you know, in the, in the, all the pirate movies and the, Oh, oh, the Indiana Jones. It was like those treasures are always hidden. They were hidden in a cave or they have to dig, you know, dig somewhere where X marks the spot and find those treasures. 
And so often with the Lord, it's the same way. That it takes some digging. It takes some going through some hard ground. And many times that hard ground's in our hearts. It's in our thinking. It's in our intellect. That that we have areas that sometimes it's even in our emotions of things that we don't want to show, that we don't we don't want anybody to see. Places of distrust, places of fear, places of feeling inadequate, places where we think I failed at that before. I can't. I don't have the heart to try it again. It didn't work last time. What guarantee do I have it'll work this time? And see God breaking through areas and finding the treasures that are hidden below that rocky ground, below those places where we've built walls. Oh, I had so many of those kind of words myself when I was going through things because sometimes in, in just trying to protect ourselves or things we go through, we we develop, we build walls and we build walls to protect ourselves from others. But what we don't understand is sometimes when we build those walls to protect ourselves from others, those walls keep God out too. That he can't reach our heart in the way he wants to because we've built walls. Walls of, of defense. Walls of nobody's going to hurt me like that again or I'm not going to I'm not going to love like that again. I'm not going to be vulnerable like that again. There's all kinds of things. I'm not going to yell, we'll think I'm not going to be foolish like that. I'm not going to be scammed like that. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to this. I'm not going to that. I'm not going to depend on someone and be disappointed again. I'm not going to believe in someone just to find out that they're a liar. But in all of those slowly building walls, and so often it keeps the depths of God's love out too. And he starts tearing those things down little by little. And he starts digging those treasures out and uncovering those treasures. And some, you know, sometimes we find that Feeling, feeling that feeling, just feeling that to feel. Sometimes it's better to feel hurt than it is to feel nothing. To feel that empty emptiness of nothing that you can't feel. That it's so. It's such a it's such a blessing to feel, even sometimes when it's feeling hurt, or feeling heartbroken, or feeling grief. The ability to feel is wonderful because then we can also feel the joy. We can feel the love. We can feel that overwhelming sense of God is with me. He cares for me. But for so many, in building those walls of defense, then it shuts off the feeling that they feel nothing. You know, I've seen people before myself, you see like a deadness in their eyes that they have, that they've shut down in areas. But I just sense the Lord just showing you, revealing to you treasures, treasures and places that you didn't even consider 
that this was a treasure or that was a treasure. Just re- just receiving from the Lord and knowing uh, knowing that, that God's doing so much more there. Father, I just, um, Lord, I thank you for Jennifer, and Lord, I thank you for for all of the places in her heart, Lord, that you have brought healing, that you have brought understanding to her, Lord, that you have uncovered and have comforted her and have loved her. And Lord, even in situations with other people, Lord, that you're just working and teaching her, maturing her in so many ways. Lord, helping her to see the the beauty even in the difficult things, the beauty in the rocky places, the beauty in you know we we look at even a rose, the uh, the rose, the the bloom is so beautiful, but the stem has thorns on it, and it's like how could something be so ouchy? And be so beautiful and smell so sweet at the same time. And I just sense the Lord like revealing to you. Even something like that. Of okay, even in the places where there can be pain, showing you the beauty and the fragrance. And how God moves and how God works. So Father, I just bless Jennifer in order to speak. I speak wholeness over her life and the goodness of God. Lord, that your word says that we would have fainted had we not believed to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. And Lord, all of those things that she yearns for and she longs for and the more of you, Lord, that you meet her at the point of her need and the point of her heart and her prayers. Lord, give her direction. Lord, give her, bring healing in every part of her life, in her body. Lord, in her body, in her emotions. But Lord, bring bring healing in her body. Lord, a wholeness to her. And Father, we just thank you in advance for Jesus, the blood of Jesus, and the love of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. You're welcome. Wow. I kind of went all over Thank the place, you. I guess, but I'm just moving, you know, just moving with the Lord to just whatever he puts on my heart. Well, actually, I brought you downstairs with to my parents. Like, um, a prophetic isn't something that they're, like, familiar with or uh-huh. maybe not even understand. So I was just going to have you uh, see what the Lord um Carol and Richard had had for them. It's just prayer for them as he leads. Okay. We can do that. Are they on there? They are. Hi, Jeannie. Okay. Hi, Carol. Okay. okay. Hi, Carol. Nice to meet you, sweetie. Um, you too. Ah, Father, I thank you for Carol, and Father, I thank you, Lord. Um, 
Father, for the nurturing heart that you've given her, Father, that that uh, the insight that you have given her, Lord, the ability to to lead, to see, the ability, Lord, to to help uh, guide others, Lord, on the right path, Lord, the ability, Father, to uh, to see the good path, to see the good way. Lord, that ability to to encourage others to follow their heart, to follow God. And Father, I just thank you, Lord, for bringing for bringing comfort, for bringing healing to Carol. Father, for um, and bringing comfort in the sense of comfort, uh, like physical comfort in your body. Uh, and Father, I just thank you, Lord, for for revealing your love to her in such a great way, in the the personal God that you are. Father, Lord, I just thank you, Lord, for visiting her in her dreams. And, Lord, for speaking to her. Father, for for precious friends and special friends, Lord, for those that she can share with and, and share her heart with, those that would be a blessing to her and that she would be a blessing to them. But, Father, I just thank you, Lord, for the for the wisdom that you had put in, Carol, and that just that that nurturing heart that nurturing heart, just as, as Jennifer has a nurturing heart to her, Carol. I sense that many times things do run in families, giftings run in families, and not just natural things. I mean, natural talents we know, like maybe uh, creativity and things like that, you know, the ability to write, the ability to draw, many music, those things can run in family lines. But the gifts of the Lord also very often run in family lines. And sometimes they go undiscovered. They've, they've not been discovered. People, maybe they've not been aware of it. But, Lord, I just thank you, Father, for, for revealing to Carol even the things of the Lord that you have put in her life. And, Lord, it, it's, it's never too late for any of us. It's never too late, Lord, to discover and to move forward in the things that the Lord has for us. And, Father, what a delight it brings to know that such a a personal, intimate God that when he planned us, that he planned us, he put gifts. The word says that God gives us gifts severally as he wills. So that means that the things that he put in your life, that he personally chose it for you. It wasn't just a random thing that happened that God planned you and he planned the people that you would touch and the people that you would know and that he, he picked gifts from the Lord and put in your life because God himself chose to, he, he chose and wanted to give that to you. And Father, I thank you, Lord, for even the activation Lord, of those things in her life, Lord, anything that has not yet been activated, Lord, for her to begin to to flow in those things and to recognize. Sometimes we don't recognize. I know as a child, I began to have dreams from the Lord, but I didn't realize they were from the Lord at first. It was several years. There was one or two that it was like, this has got to be from God because they were so unusual. And as I got up into my, oh, I would say into my late 20s, maybe 30, I began to really realize that the dreams, some of them that were so detailed and so in color, uh, 
and would seem so strange in some ways that they were actually dreams from the Lord. And as I, as I realized they were from God, then I began to, to read books uh, on dream symbols and, and, you know, Christian books on dream symbols and, and interpretation and began to pray into them. And then so many things as we begin to pray into it, God gives us understanding. And then it was such a joy when the Lord would give dreams to be able to pray and ask God what these what these dreams meant. And sometimes it was warnings and sometimes it was uh, giving me understanding of what was going on at that time in, in my life or those around me. Sometimes it was dreams about things that were going to happen. But it... it 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 came with recognizing, and then once I recognized it and began to pray into it, you know, and ask God, Lord, show me, help me to understand these, and even a little research on it, then it really activated it. It, it, it really, like, set it forth. Because sometimes we can have, have beautiful things in our life that are somewhat dormant, or maybe we've seen a little of it. There may be times that we say, oh, I, you know, it seems like I, I knew you were going to say that before you said it. You know, and then sometimes those are prophetic gifts that are within us, and then with the Holy Spirit, and and praying with the Lord that those things, as we exercise them, and as God begins to uncover it, and mature it, we see it really begin to work in our life. But I just see uh, that there are gifts in your life, some that have not been uh, completely uncovered yet, some things that God would would activate and unfold and mature as you seek Him. But just see a, a beautiful, nurturing-type heart and a, a heart full of wisdom uh, and a heart that, uh, that you've been able to help people in the sense that, that at times, like some people would say giving it advice or wise counsel, that sort of thing, that you have been able to help people through life by just giving them, by that caring heart of just talking to them and giving them uh, I guess you would say wise counsel or, or maybe your thoughts on something that actually was a big help to them. So, Father, I just speak a blessing over Carol and her life, and, and I speak healing, Lord, to her in every part of her life. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you very much. I think you get a few of the things right on on the head. Yeah, very, very uh, receptive and intuitive. Um and I appreciate the words, Holy Spirit. You're more, yeah, more this than is, welcome. This is nearly, like, she's been having dreams that I've, you know, I've told her, you know, it's, they're prophetic. But, I mean, this, I mean, like, see my mom, well, my dad, like, he's sitting here. I don't think he understands, like, me running out the door, like, God told me to do this and that. But, I mean, I think just with what you just, you know, prayed for her mom, I mean, it's just on point. Awesome. Thank you, Jesus. Now, you said yes. your dad's name is Richard? Yes. Okay, okay. Okay, we'll stick Richard on there and, and let me pray with Richard. Hi, I'm here. Hi, Richard. How are you, sir? I'm good. I, I don't hear real well, so I, I don't hear everything that you're saying, but I hear most of it. Okay, and and uh, if Jennifer is recording it, and she might, she probably knows how you can go back on the program and re-listen to things. So uh, I'm sure Jennifer probably knows how to do that to pull the program up uh, and can listen to things again and maybe turn the volume up or something. So I'll try to talk with. You. I'm pretty loud though. Uh, <laughs> excuse me. 
excuse me. Well, well Father, the, I, the, yes, the, Father, the I, speaker I of the phone. Sir? No, go ahead. I said the speaker on the phone is so small, it's just hard to hear. Oh, okay, okay. Well, I'll try to talk talk pretty loud. Father, I just thank you for Richard. And, and Father, I thank you, Lord, uh, that he's a man of integrity. Father, I thank you, Lord, that he's a man of integrity and, and a man of strength, Lord, strength in, in standing for his family and standing, Lord, um, standing for what is right, Lord, standing for what he believes. Father, I thank you, Lord, that he has a strong sense of, of right and wrong, just a strong sense of, uh, of his beliefs and his convictions. Uh, and Lord, he's not a man that's easily swayed. Uh, he's not a man that's easily swayed from that by the opinions of others. But Father, I thank you, Lord, that, uh, Lord, for the love of God for him, Lord, and that he does receive the love of God and recognizes Lord, acknowledges the deity of God and that there is one that's higher than him, that, Lord, that has held this world together with the power of his word. And, Father, Lord, I thank you, Father, that, uh, I, I, Richard, it's like I see, like, your feet and your shoes, like you have, that, like you've had a, a, you've had a steady walk in life, that you've had, that you've been very deliberate with your steps. Uh, you've and, and the, your steps. I'm talking about your your decisions in, in life. That that the path you have walked in life, that you've been very deliberate and have given careful thought to the things, the steps, and the 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 path in life that you have walked. That you you're a man that you give you give careful consideration. You know the word says to count the cost. You know count the cost and things we do. That you have you have been very deliberate. Uh, and have considered the cost, have considered the outcomes, have considered the possibilities uh, as as you have walked the path of life and things, how things would affect your family and affect those you love. Uh, and Father, I thank you for Richard, Lord, that, um, Lord, that you give him ears to hear, Lord. Lord, that you give him a sensitivity, Father. I thank you, Lord, for uh, for even opening up a sensitivity to hear your voice. Lord, even as they have witnessed Jennifer, Lord, hearing your voice and saying, well, God just told me to do this or God told me to do that. Richard, it's like I just sensed God opening up your hearing, like your hearing of God in, in a greater way than maybe you have experienced before. And as you know, as you begin to, to listen, you know, my husband, now my husband, he plays the, the bass guitar. And like when we listen to songs, like if we're listening to the radio or a, or a song, someone playing a song, because his ear is attuned to that bass guitar, it will stand out to him. He will say, oh, man, that bass is doing this and that. And, you know, he'll talk about it. You know, and for me personally, I don't necessarily listen uh for for a single instrument, for me personally, I might listen to the uh, to just the overall sound of something, the keys and the chords, because sometimes I feel the spirit of God on sounds. But like with my husband, his ear is attuned to that bass guitar, and it will stand out to him beyond the other instruments. And I sense God, like 
teaching you, and particularly as you pray and you ask God to help you in those areas, but God attuning your ear to hear to hear him, but to hear certain things that you're going to you're going to pick up on things, um, maybe even things other people say, but that you're going to pick up on. Uh, I'll put it this way: you know, you hear a conversation going on, and you hear somebody, uh, like even with politicians or things, you hear people say, and and sometimes you can, you can pick up on and say they're trying to avoid this conversation, they're trying to avoid this, or they're trying to say that. I just sense like a, a, a sensitivity in you, in your hearing, in your hearing to, uh, and this is harder to explain than it is, I know what I'm hearing, I know what I'm seeing, but it's a little harder to explain that you're going to pick up on things. You know, you're going to hear it. You're going to hear it in your spirit. You're going to hear it in your heart. You're going to hear uh, you're gonna, as far as hearing God's voice, but it's going to be where people are concerned too, not just pe- not just God, but where people are concerned too. You're going. It's a it's a discernment. It's a discerning. Is what some of that is like a, a discerning spirit there. But you're going to pick up on things when you hear, and it, and I don't know who this is going to be. Like I said, it could be politicians, it could be anything. But you're going to be very sensitive to picking up things in people's voice whether you're picking up anger, whether you're picking up that they're lying, whether you're picking up that they're uh, uh, that they're trying to be deceiving in the way that they're saying things, that the way that they're uh, the way that they're vocalizing things, that they're trying to paint a different picture than reality. But I sense uh, you're hearing, you're hearing, catching things in catching things in your spirit, catching things even in your natural hearing. And, and also catching the voice of God, hearing it. By me and I catching it, when I say catching it, that when, when God speaks, that you're going to hear it and you're going to catch it. Because many times God does speak to us, but we don't catch it, you know, because we don't, we don't recognize it. We don't always recognize, oh, that was God. Sometimes it's like that was, oh, that was just a thought that went through my head or that was just my own thoughts, uh, Oh, I remembered that because some oh so and so said that the other day, and it's a it's a, a perceiving a perceiving and an understanding. But I just sense Lord working on your healing hearing in that sense, and I'm talking about hearing by the Spirit, hearing hearing in your heart, not only hearing God, and particularly as you pray and you ask God that you'll begin to hear Him in a greater greater level. But also in the natural, and it's a it's a, a perception thing, it's a, a discerning thing in the natural of being able to perceive things, you know. And in the days that we're in now, in the days that are to come, that's going to be extremely important that we're able to see beyond what we're hearing, because there is so much deception in the world now. There's so much deception. And we've got to have that that wisdom and that discerning to know what are we really hearing, and then the hearing from God because uh, the word says you know in the in the multitude of wise counsel there is safety, and so even as you and your wife and Jennifer too as you pray as y'all ask the Lord as you talk you're going to find a, a even a greater level of of knowing you're safe in God of knowing. As things unfold in this world, just that uh, 
that feeling of, of security and also hearing God. There's just such a great security in the Lord in a world that's in the midst of turmoil these days. So, Father, I just thank you for Richard, and Lord, I thank you for the for the man of strength and the man of integrity and the man that that stands with his beliefs, a man that that's not afraid to voice his beliefs and stick with his beliefs, a man a man that's uh, like I said, I just see like your legs and your feet like standing, standing. And Lord, I thank you, Lord, for wisdom and guidance in his life, for his family and his loved ones, and for he and Carol. And Lord, I just speak the love of God over them in a wonderful and revealing way, Lord, that they feel your strength and they feel your presence, Lord, in a way that they have maybe not even encountered as yet. And I bless their home and I bless their bodies, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for the uh, thoughtful and inspiring words that meant a lot. And I also want to add that um, I want you to know that we're extremely grateful and blessed to have a daughter like Jennifer. We must have done something right. Absolutely. She is a treasure. And Jennifer is just, I so enjoy Jennifer and enjoy just getting to know her, even in this way, uh, and getting to pray with her and talk with her. She is a delight. Well, I wasn't expecting to, to bring you down here tonight, but I don't know. It must have been the Lord, <laughs> the Lord's timing. So uh, thank you for blessing us all. So you're more than welcome. It's, it's my pleasure thank and my, so my honor. Yeah, my pleasure and honor thank to get to pray you. with you guys. Same here. Thank you very Thank much. you, Jeannie. You're welcome. All right. Y'all have a great <laughs> night. You too. Let me get a drink right quick. All right, seven five four two five five. How's Miss Donald and Tanya tonight? Seven five four two five five. Donald and Tanya. Hello. I can hear a little background noise. I think seven five four two five five. Seven five four two five five. Donald and Tanya. Okay, I'm going to just leave their mic open for the moment in case they come back. They probably walked off for a few minutes. Um, And I'm going to move on to the next caller. 504-282, who am I speaking with? Where are you calling from? Hello, it's Nicole from Louisiana. Hey, sweetie. How are you tonight? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Good to hear from you tonight. Okay, anything on your heart? Anything you want to share tonight? Yeah, I would say, you know, just um, a prayer for, you know, just energy and um, and focus and protection at my job. There's just been, um, you know, just a lot of people in, in leadership that um, – are not necessarily supportive of staff and it's caused a lot of issues with caring for our, our patients and individuals. So if we could, um, you know, just 
just ask for God to to cover me and and cover the staff and and hopefully that you know God helps with the leadership um, to give them wisdom um, to lead better. I would say that. Right. Sure. Well, Father, I just thank you, Lord, for Nicole first. Lord, I'm going to just thank you for Nicole. And, Lord, thank you for her heart, Father, for, for truth and for good and for, uh, for, for, for standing for, for what's right, for standing for godliness and righteousness. And, Lord, I just speak encouragement to her heart, and, Father, that you would refresh her, Lord, that you would just bring in, in filling and just breathe upon her, Lord. Father, that the weariness, Father, be washed out. And, Lord, just energize her, Lord, with your love and with your spirit, Father. Just, uh, Lord, when things weigh heavy on our mind, when the atmosphere that we're in uh, is draining, Lord, it can make us feel tired. Lord, sometimes just the, the pressure of things can make us feel tired. Uh, when, when otherwise we might not would necessarily feel physically tired. That those sorts of things are tiring. So Father, I just speak, Lord, that when she rests, Lord, that she'll be able to to her mind be clear, and Lord, that even in her sleep, Lord, that you would just infuse her with a refreshing of God, Lord, and, and a joy of the Lord, because Lord, the joy of the Lord just pushes out, just like the light pushes out the darkness, that the joy of the Lord just pushes out the heaviness and the uh, the discouragement and the uh, the weariness of the atmospheres that we're in. And Lord, just bring, bring new life, new life to her. And Father, let her be an atmosphere changer, Lord, that when, that the presence of God that's upon her life, Lord, that when she goes in a place Lord, that the light dispel the darkness. Lord, that the, the atmosphere begin to change. And Lord, the joy of the Lord that's in her life and on her life, Lord, begin to penetrate and, and run back. Lord, the, even the, the enemy and the, the mindsets, Lord, uh, the darkness that would be around uh, any business or around her. Lord, that the light of God just begin to... Uh, radiate and push out. And Father, where her job is concerned, Father, we just ask that you would move among the people, that you would move among the leadership. Uh, Lord, that you would would help them, even visit them, God. Give them visitation and, and wisdom, Lord. Lord, your word says even says when you know when our leaders are godly the people rejoice and I'm paraphrasing it in my words uh, and when the when the leaders are evil then the people the people weep you know it brings it it brings a heaviness upon the people and so father that you would just invade this leadership invade this this place Lord, with your presence and your love and your care and your concern, Lord, that the love of God says love never fails. Lord, that they would begin to see a higher calling, a higher level of living, Lord, living from you and through you, Lord, to know that it's the goodness of God that brings people to repentance, Lord, and 
just the same in the natural. It's the encouragement and the uh, the uplifting, Lord, that causes people to enjoy the workplace and enjoy the atmosphere. It changes the atmosphere where people are. The love, you know, the love. And Lord, that they, that they would just have a revelation, God. Have a revelation of loving people and encouraging people and uplifting people. Lord, that even in the natural, that works, Lord, for the benefit of the company, for the benefit of the hospital, for the benefit of the, uh, of the management. Because when people are encouraged and uplifted and feel cared about, Lord, they'll do a better job. They'll be happier at their jobs. They will spread, the, they will spread that joy. It just is contagious. Then the people, even the patients and those that come in, Lord, that they will feel that atmosphere that is bright and light and caring and loving, Lord. And it can just change an entire place. It can change an entire business. It can, it can change the workplace in such a huge way. And, Father, I just thank, thank you, Lord, for using, using the coal, Lord using her, Lord, even to ignite that. But, Father, that your spirit go with her. Lord, thank you, Father, for surrounding your, her heart with your love. Lord, that your angels be with her at all times. Lord, we know they are. Your word says that. But, Lord, that you always be aware of your presence with her. That she'll be aware of you loving on her and speaking to her and and Lord, just embracing her when she's at work and even at home, Lord, at all times in her family, Lord. Father, that you just uh, bless them and encourage them. Lord, bring the provision in every area that they need. Lord, let the peace of God rest upon her home and in her home. That all that enter there will say there's something different about her place. There's something different about Nicole's home. There's something different there. I just sense a peace there. I sense a relaxation. I sense a love. I sense an acceptance. I sense a warmth there, Lord. Lord, let that be in her home and in her life, the the warmth and the love of God. Lord, thank you for it. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Is there anything you were wanting to share or anything else in particular that you want prayer about? No, that was pretty much it. Okay. I really appreciate you. Oh, well, thank you for calling. Thank you for holding it. I always enjoy you guys. It's, it is my truly my honor to pray with you guys and to just believe God for breakthrough in your life. God is good. All right. Well, you have a great week, hon, and uh, we'll talk to you again. You too. Have a blessed week. I'll talk to you again. All right. All right. Okay, let me try here again. Seven five four two five five. Donald and Tanya. Seven five four two five five Donald and Tanya. Okay, there. Hmm. 
I don't know. I guess they have walked somewhere in the house. Their number's still up, so I know they're not disconnected. 754-255? I know they had been having some, last time they called in, they were having some trouble with their connection of their phone, so... uh, I tell you what, I'm I'm gonna um, I'm gonna just go ahead and pray for him. Father, I just thank you for Donald and Tanya, and Father, I thank you, Lord, for covering them and keeping them, uh, Lord, for satisfying their hearts, Lord, for causing them to know that you are with them and for them, Lord, you'll never forsake them, you will never leave them. And, Lord, letting them see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Father, I thank you, Lord, for, uh, for Lord, just blessing Donald and Tanya and blessing their children. And, Father, Lord, for strengthening their faith. Lord, they have, they have truly been tried by fire. And, Lord, your word says that, that our, our faith, let me find, I've got that scripture right here. Let's see. I thought I had that scripture right here. Well, I'm just going to reread this James 1, 3, 4. It says, Knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience, but let patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect in the entire wanting nothing. I thought I had that. Oh, let me see. I think I have that other one, Donald Tanya. Honestly, this message, when I uh, did this message, that uh, Donald and Tanya, if you guys are listening, y'all crossed my mind more than once. In 1 Peter 1, 7, it says, And the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. That's for you guys. Like I said, the, the message I talked about tonight, I, I thought of you guys more than once because y'all, the vision God has given y'all, the calling he has for your life, uh, you you guys have, have been tried by fire in standing and believing and continuing to trust God in that. And you will not be disappointed. God is bringing you guys through. Keep hanging on. Keep trusting God. Keep speaking God's word. And Lord, I just speak a blessing over Donald and Tanya, Lord, and over their kiddos. Father, that they are a blessing. Lord, they belong to you. And Father, I thank you, Lord, for your protection and for your provision. Lord, for strengthening them. Lord, for infusing them with uh, with encouragement and, and Lord, just with energizing their faith and energizing their their emotions and their bodies, Lord, that they would feel refreshed and they would feel lifted up and secure in you, God, knowing that you'll never leave them and never forsake them, Lord, and that your promises of God are yes and amen. So, Lord, I just speak a blessing over Donald and Tanya. 
And I thank you, Lord, for their life and for the witness of their faith. Lord, that their lives be, Lord, a testimony unto you of tenacity, of standing, and Lord, knowing that you're not a man that you can lie. Lord, that the things that you have spoken over them shall come to pass. And Lord, we thank you, Lord, for speedily working in their lives. And Lord, opening doors that no man can close. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Well, thank you, everyone. Thank you for being with me tonight. And I love you guys. Y'all are like family to me. And I just speak a blessing over each and every one and that you have a wonderful week and feel God's presence with you and around you. And that the peace of God goes with you everywhere you go. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.